Welcome to the Discover True Treasure podcast. I'm your host, Angela. Today, we are going to continue our study of the book of Galatians by studying verses 11 through 16 of chapter 3. If you missed last week's episode, feel free to go back and listen to it. However, it is perfectly fine to listen to the episodes out of order. During last week's episode, we discussed how those who put their faith in Christ Jesus share in the same blessing as faithful Abraham. In addition, we learned that those who depend on the works of the law to make them righteous are under a curse. But those who believe on Christ receive God's blessing of righteousness. In this week's episode, we are going to discuss why Paul continues to emphasize the truth that no one is made right by keeping the law. And we are going to discuss how Jesus Christ rescued us from the curse of the law. Okay, I hope you're ready to study the Word of God. Let's begin. Okay, so let's begin this study by first reading the scriptures that we will be focusing on. And again, those scriptures are uh, verses 11 through 16 of chapter 3. And I am going to read these verses in the New Living Translation, but I may refer to these scriptures in the King James Version throughout the study. Okay, verse 11. So it is clear that no one can be made right with God by trying to keep the law. For the scriptures say it is through faith that a righteous person has life. This way of life is very different from the way of law, which says it is through obeying the law that a person has life. But Christ has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. When he was hung on the cross, he took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing. For it is written in the scriptures, cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. Through Christ Jesus, God has blessed the Gentiles with the same blessing he promised to Abraham so that we who are believers might receive the promised Holy Spirit through faith. Dear brothers and sisters, here's an example from everyday life. Just as no one can set aside or amend an irrevocable agreement, so it is in this case. God gave the promises to Abraham and his child. And notice that the scripture doesn't say to his children as if it meant many descendants. Rather, it says to his child. And that, of course, means Christ. Okay, so now that we've read these scriptures, let's start making some observations about each verse. And first, I would like to go back to the previous verse, which is verse 10. In verse 10, Paul stated that those who try to keep the law are under a curse. And by stating this truth, he gave yet another reason why righteousness does not come from the law. In fact, this is a point that he has made several times now. For example, in chapter 2, verse 16, he said, Yet we know that a person is made right with God by faith in Jesus Christ, not by obeying the law. And in chapter 2, actually verse 19, he stated that the law condemns. 
And in verse 21 of that same chapter, he stated that if keeping the law could make us right with God, then there was no need for Christ to die. And here, Paul repeats the very important truth that no one can be made right with God by obeying the law. He even says that it is clear. And yes, by now I believe that it is clear because he has made this point several times. And as we continue to read this verse, we find that Paul states that it is through faith that a righteous person has life. In the King James Version, it states that the just shall live by faith, which basically means that we can only obtain life by believing. It is only when we believe that we have been made righteous through Jesus Christ that we can possess the gift of God, which is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the wonderful thing about this is that we get to experience this eternal life the moment we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, because we are then reborn of the nature of God, and we miraculously pass from death to life. We become new creatures in Christ Jesus, and we receive the promise of the Holy Spirit, which is like the proof of that eternal life. Amen. Let's move on to verse 12. Okay, so here in verse 12, Paul says that the way of faith is a very different way than the way of the law, because the law says that a person has life by obeying the law. But we know that no one can obey the entire law. And during last week's episode, I discussed that anyone who tries, who even tries to obey the law, they must obey the entire law. And we also know that when a person tries to obey the law, they will find themselves under a curse. So basically, all of their effort and striving and straining to attain life is in vain. And it is in vain because eternal life could never come by the law because the law brings forth death. It is the ministry of condemnation. We know that when we try to obey the law, we will constantly be condemned. Our hearts will condemn us that we do not measure up. Now, this is certainly a much different way than the way of faith, because the way of faith is to simply rest and believe in the finished work of Jesus Christ, to believe that he was raised from the dead bodily and that he now has an incorruptible body that is full of eternal life. And because he defeated death, he defeated sin and death, and he is full of eternal life, we believe that he imparts that life to us. Isn't that a much better way? a much better way of to life by believing instead of striving under our own self-effort. So we can either choose to live under constant stress because we are relying on our own human effort to, to obtain this eternal life, or we can choose to simply rest by trusting in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, let's move on to verse 13. Okay, so here in verse 13, Paul says that Christ has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. And 
the curse that is pronounced by the law is death. So Paul says here that when Christ was hung on the cross, he took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing or for our sin. In other words, Jesus received the ultimate curse of the law, which is death. Since we were all born sinners, the Bible tells us in the book of Romans that our sinful nature was enslaved to sin. We were slaves to sin. And because of that truth, the course, the trajectory of every person's life is death. And there is no way out. There's no way out outside of Christ. Because the Bible says in Romans chapter 6 that the wages of sin is death. But God has always wanted to give us life. He created us for that purpose, that we would have fellowship with him, that we would be like him, that we would partake of his life. And so he did this radical thing. He sent Jesus to die for us. Even though Jesus did no sin, he knew no sin. In him was no sin, but yet he came here to become sin for us. He received the curse for our sin, which is death. I like the way the King James Version says it. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, every, cursed, excuse me, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. So again, why did Jesus Christ die for us? Why did he taste the death that we who were slaves to sin rightfully deserved? Well, let's just go to verse 14 for that answer. Okay, so here in verse 14, Paul tells us that Jesus became a curse for us by dying on the cross for what reason? So that we would be blessed with the same blessing that God promised Abraham. And what blessing did Abraham receive? Well, we discussed this in detail during last week's episode, but he received the blessing of being counted righteous by faith. The Bible says Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. And likewise, we are also counted as righteous when we believe on what Jesus did for us, that he died for our sin, that he shed his blood for our forgiveness. When we believe that he received the curse for our wrongdoing. And because we believe the good news of Jesus Christ, we receive the promised Holy Spirit by faith. Amen. Okay, let's move on to verses 15 and 16. Okay, so here in 15 and 16, to help uh, Paul illustrate this very important point, Paul uses an example from everyday life. So here in verse 15, Paul stated that just as according to the laws in this life, no one can amend or annul an irrevocable agreement. And an irrevocable agreement is an 
is an agreement that cannot be changed. And so he says that it is the same in the case of God's promise to Abraham, that God cannot change his promise to Abraham because it is an irrevocable agreement. And um, I'm not going to talk more about that because Paul is going to explain this in further detail in verse 17. And we will cover verse 17 next week. So for now, let's move on to verse 16. And here in verse 16, Paul explained that God gave his promises to Abraham and his child, singular. And again, we talked about this last week, but here Paul is saying that God gave the promise to Abraham and his child. And it says that it is Jesus. The promise was that through Abraham's child, and again, that means through Jesus Christ, all nations would be blessed. As verse eight of the same chapter um, states, and we talked about this, the good news was that God told Abraham that he would declare the Gentiles to be right with him by faith. Amen. Okay, so now let's move on to the application part of this study. Okay, so now let's talk about um, how we can apply these verses to our lives by boiling all of this down to you know, a couple of takeaways. And actually, I think I have two takeaways, okay? So the first one is God wants his children to have full assurance that by faith in Christ, we are made right with him. And this just keeps coming up. You know, notice how Paul keeps repeating this truth over and over again. Every chapter that we've read so far, he keeps stating this truth. And I believe it is because it is our foundation in Christ. I believe that all the promises we have in God are based on this fundamental truth. And so I believe that we must guard against anything that would make us feel insecure or doubtful of our salvation that would make us doubt this fundamental truth. So for me, practically speaking, this means for me, um, when I read a scripture, let's say I read a verse and on the surface, it appears to, to be in conflict with this truth. I can't let my heart doubt this truth. I have to stand on the scriptures that clearly and plainly, without a shadow of a doubt, affirm this truth over and over again. And so I have learned not to let a seemingly obscure passage of scripture rob me of that assurance. And, you know, when I come across a scripture that may appear on the surface to be in conflict, I have learned to just pray about it. And I ask the Lord to help me see Jesus in the scripture. And I'm telling you, God is so faithful because over and over again, he has illuminated those types of scriptures to me by helping me see Jesus in the, in the, in that scripture. So the second takeaway is that it is through righteousness that we have life. Now think about it. What are people really searching for? 
or maybe I should say, what are people trying to preserve? What are they trying to hold on to? I believe most people are in search of life or trying to preserve their life. You know, you hear about people living their best life. People are trying to live life to the full. Uh, people are seeking um, a fountain of youth and they are seeking it in multiple ways. Maybe they are working out uh, rigorously and eating well, and some are using lotions and potions and surgery or whatever to preserve their beauty. And on the surface, there's nothing wrong really with those things. But I believe that the reason people do this is because they yearn for life, true life, eternal life. People want a life full of joy and peace. People want a life where no one will ever get sick. Your loved ones, you and your loved ones will never grow old and die. And I think that intuitively, we all desire the true purpose for which we were created, which, as I stated earlier, I believe is to share in the eternal life of God. And so God, through Jesus Christ, has made available to us the gift of eternal life. As we just studied in, in verse 11, it is through faith that a righteous person has what? Has life. And so since we have accepted Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, and we believe on what he has done for us, the good news is that we partake of that life the moment that we believe. Mm. The scriptures say that we have passed from death to life. And it's like his proof, his down payment, his earnest that this has happened, this miraculous thing has happened, is that God blesses us with the gift of the Holy Spirit. He blesses us with his spirit living on the inside of us. We have, those of us who believe on Christ, we have the nature of God and eternal life dwelling in us right now. Amen. Okay, so if you have listened to any previous episodes, you know that I like to choose a meditation scripture for the week. And so I have chosen Galatians 3.11. And let me read it again from the New Living Translation. So it is clear that no one can be made right with God by trying to keep the law. For the scriptures say it is through faith that a righteous person has life. I chose this scripture because to me, this scripture reminds me to rest, to have a heart that is fully assured that through Christ, I am made right with God and I have life. Now, as I was reviewing these scriptures um, in preparation for this podcast, this hymn just kept, you know, popping up in my spirit and you know, I actually want to sing a little bit of it now because it just kept just flooding my spirit, um, this hymn. So just bear with me. Let me just sing a little bit of it. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God. 
born of his spirit, washed in his blood. This is my story. This is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long amen you know just those words blessed assurance the blessedness of assurance that jesus is ours and we have a foretaste through the holy spirit of this glory of this glory divine and we are heirs of salvation we've been redeemed We've been redeemed to God. We've been born of his spirit, washed in the blood of Jesus. How can you not sing um, when you meditate on that? It's just such a wonderful, beautiful song to just remind us of this assurance that we have, that we have been made right with God through Jesus Christ, and that it is through faith that a righteous person has life. Amen. Okay, so now let's pray uh, to conclude this Bible study. Please join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you that we have righteousness and eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. I pray that the Holy Spirit would remind us every day of this blessed assurance. And I pray that we would be so established in this truth that there is nothing anyone could ever say that would make us doubt this truth. Thank you that you love us so much that you would go through such great lengths to rescue us from a life of sin and death through the death and blood of your son, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I hope you were blessed by today's Bible study. Please join me next week as we will continue our study of the book of Galatians by reading verses 17 through 22 of chapter 3. If you have a prayer request, comment, or question, please leave me a message. I would love to hear from you. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to the podcast and share it with others. Until next time, rest in the assurance that you are valuable and dearly loved by our Heavenly Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm.